Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this exciting episode of Medicine Words. I am Keith, and I'm here with my nephew, Ryan. Yes, happy light and love. How are you doing today, Onk? Today, I'm doing actually really well. Thank you for asking. Really bright spirit. Everything's good in my life. I'm happy. That's a great to hear. And you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Work was good today. I love the snow. It's snowing here in Colorado. It's it's a beautiful evening. Right in the middle yeah. of April, we have this beautiful snowstorm. Yeah. And it is pristine. It just quiets everything down. Everybody comes together. Beautiful. It does. The streets kind of open up, you know. Everyone's at home. Quiet. <laughs> yeah. And I hope wherever you are, you're experiencing the same level of love and peace that Ryan and I are in Denver, Colorado. Absolutely. You bet. Ryan, today I'm, of course, going to talk about things that are that I know and also the things that are pertinent to me. Today, I'm going to talk about enlightenment. Okay. What's enlightenment to you? Enlightenment to me, oh, that's a tough one, I guess, to give a definition of that. I truly think yeah. that if you asked probably 10 different mm-hmm. people, you would probably get 10 distinctly different interpretations and definitions of what enlightenment truly is. I guess I would say it would be like being one with yourself. Right. You know, knowing yourself, loving yourself. Um, That's what came to my mind first. Right. Yeah. I think that's a really good definition. Personally, I like to break that word down and it's like living in the light. Living in light. Okay. Right. So we go, okay, I'm going to live in this light and I'm going to know love and joy and happiness and and go through my life in such a way that I know only kindness. All right. So along the journey of life, sometimes there's this little bit of a knock or hard thing that happens. And so we so much close down. Now, as you know, I can read the energy of the soul. Your soul is light. From your soul, you are creating all that you are. You are creating your emotional body. You create your heart. You create your intellectual body. You create your physical body. And you create your egoic body. All of this is you that is emanating from your soul, which is liked. Okay. All right. So what happens? Along the way, as we grow up through our childhood, we grow up through our families, we grow up through our teenage years, we grow into our 20s, and we chronologically mature and change. What can then sometimes happen is, well, there can be some injury or some difficulty or blockage. We could find ourselves in an environment where we do not feel safe or comfortable in expressing our true self. So we somewhat block that down. It is actually a retardation of a part of us. For example... If you're an individual that you're growing up and you truly want to be creative and you want to be an artist and you want to express yourself as an artist, but you are coming from a very demanding family and this family demands this is what you are going to do. You'd be so disappointing to us if you didn't go into this particular profession or that particular uh, profession. So your mind closes down a little bit to to your idea of things, you go into your emotions, you begin to say, you know, I really want to be an artist, but my family would be disappointed. So therefore, maybe I should go and be this, what my family wants, because I don't want to disappoint them. At that moment, your emotions 
stop or at that time. It's at that stage of development. Just like your physical body, if you don't exercise it, it stops, it becomes atrophied, it becomes uh, not as strong. It's just like your emotional body. Your emotional body is not expressing its authenticity, so it is in a retarded state at that stage of your life. Whether it was 14, you made the decision, or 28, all right? Yeah. That's one example. Another example is is perhaps you're in love with someone. You're 19 years old, and you, you're very in love with this individual, and you have plans to move away, but your family says, no, we don't approve. And so you shut that down. Your heart can shut down. You're, you want to be in love with that person, but you, instead of following your heart, you shut it down and you cease to grow and you cease to have that experience. Whereas you wanted to have this loving experience and move away, but instead you are pleasing your parents and so you shut down your heart. You retard that growth. It's stagnant. Now, I could go on and on. Whether it be your heart body, your emotions, or your mind. For example, if you are an individual that you're having crisis or pain, as so many humans do, and you decide that the path to numb that pain down would be perhaps a substance like alcohol or drugs, and you begin to take those alcohol or drugs, it retards your growth. Wherever it is, whatever stage of development you're at. Now, don't get me wrong. I do believe that, a f- you know, show me 10, 15-year-olds and I will show you 10 very different emotional evolutions. All 15-year-olds are not the same. And also all 20-year-olds or, or 50-year-olds. So wherever you decided that you're going to experiment with these drugs and alcohols or b- whatever it might be, instantly you are stopped. You're Emotional development is stopped because it works like this. You see, your emotions are in your emotional solar plexus, and it is one great, big, beautiful pool of emotions. It's not like these different ponds. It's not like over here we have this happy pond, and we have a sad pond, and we have a depressed pond. We have all these different ponds. No, the human emotional solar plexus is one big lake. And all of that coexists in the same lake. So you have pain in your lake. You have pain over here in the emotions because you're a human being on the planet, and that is what's going to happen. With greatest respect to those who suffer, it becomes so overwhelming that you begin to, instead of address the pain or feel it, you take the drugs and alcohol, and it very effectively numbs the pain. You no longer feel it. It is gone, or so you think. So you did that when you were 16, 17 years old at that stage of emotional development or at 27 or 34. Whatever emotional development that you were at ceases. It stops. It's frozen in time. It is retarded. Because you see, yes, as effective as it was to take the drugs and alcohol it to alleviating this pain and suffering, it has also shut down all other emotions that you have. You are no longer feeling joy or happiness. You're no longer feeling anything. Left unattended, you begin to progress and you're going to into the intellectual survival mode. So you're retarded in this way of retarded growth. With that retardation, life is an experience. Life is to have the emotional ups and downs. You 
have successfully blocked that down. Now, I was using drugs and alcohol, but you can equate it into anything. You can equate it into prescription drugs. When you are trying to deaden the pain instead of actually address it, this is where this retardation comes into effect. Now, those are examples of retardation in the emotions, the heart, and so forth. And another example would be just like the physical body. If a human being experiences great trauma to the physical body, such as a car accident or perhaps a burning or something that would traumatize the body so much that the pain is so overwhelming that they cannot feel it because it would risk death for them, the body shuts it down. In other words, the body goes into a shock. With the shock syndrome, that person is not feeling any pain whatsoever. It's also shutting down anything that is not vital. It is healing whatever the pain might be. And eventually, as time goes on, that pain comes out and is healed because it is healed. In other words, you feel the pain and then you heal the pain and move through it. So that's an example of the physical body. Now, I'm sure, Ryan, that you have experienced these kind of things in your life, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So it's not, it's not something healthy or unhealthy. It's not judgment or, or no judgment. What I am here to point out as far as an energetic light reader is how you can grow rapidly and heal through this trauma and difficulty and pain if you so desire. And there is the assumption that I do not make. I do not assume that you want to be well. I do not assume that you want to be whole. And it is also not my responsibility that you are or you're not. But in my observation of what I can see energetically, you can heal almost instantly or within a very short period of time. The technique you use is with your light. You no longer try to heal with the arduous nature of the mind, A, B equals C, or the emotions of, oh, this happened to me, and so therefore I have this great excuse of being a failure, and this happened, and that happened. No, you live in the present moment, and you want to be well, and so your soul is light, and so it will heal the way it does it, is this. Say, for example, you are 42 years old, and at 17 you start doing drugs. Rather than having this decades of experience of emotional interacting with other people socially or having healthy relationships, you took a different path and not necessarily judging you, but you were retarded or, or you were kind of brain dead or you weren't functioning in a, a socially healthy environment. Let's put it that way. All right. So in your early 40s, you decide you want to be healthy. And as you begin to have those decisions and choices and make healthy choices, then all of a sudden it snaps into place. It just catches up. The comparison would be like a rubber band. If you take a rubber band and you pull it back, as far back as you pull it, and you can just hold on to it, it just stays there. But once you get this idea or this feeling you're going to be whole, you let it go, and rapidly it not only catches up, but it goes in the opposite direction in the same level that it was pulled back. So your emotional retardation or your emotional immobilization 
is now being broken free very quickly. Not only are you not functioning in such a dysfunctional way, but also you're gaining all the experiential wisdom that you needed by going through what path you took, and you're gaining it in a way of enlightenment. Believe me this, you actually are going to perceive yourself that you didn't really waste your time. Even though you could have gone through drugs, alcohol, you could have been angry, you could have been all these different things. Once you decide to heal and you catch up and you find that equilibrium and that balance with inside yourself spiritually, you are just that. You are healed. Your experience is a path. You are divinely loved. It's not like you made a mistake. Perhaps you learned by touching the fire and knowing it was hot because you got burned, as opposed to observing the fire and kind of realizing that if you touched it, you would have got burned, so you back away. But it doesn't make you worse that you took a path like you did. Not at all. Not at all. It makes you enlightened because you then stepped into light. Wherever it was that you were injured, whether it was something that you did for your to yourself or whether it's something that did actually happen to you, even though... I don't totally believe that things just victimize us or randomly happen. Yes, we have all gone through difficulties in our lives. Yes, we've had trauma. I get that. I understand that. And I have great empathy for those who suffer. But it is also time to heal. Things happen so randomly sometimes and so tragic. And we don't comprehend it. But I know that the, that pain that we feel as we go through it and enlighten it and we release it, it no longer is something that we carry. It is something that we learn by. It is also something that we can change repetitive habits that may not be the most conducive to our health. So back to enlightenment. Enlightenment to me means that you are stepping out of the darkness of the pain that you're living in and living in the light. You are operating from a completely different set point. I'm sure that most of you can relate to this. How many times have you been in a situation where you are trying to do something? You try to do something. You're really doing something spiritually. And you're out there and it's rambunctious and everything's fine. Then all of a sudden, not only do you go back to this former reality (laughs) or this former place, but it's also kind of a dark place. It's like, okay, I was all happy and everything. It's like you know, the Cinderella uh, archetype. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, she's in love, and there's all this magic. There's this pumpkin, <laughs> yeah, and the pumpkin turns into this carriage, and everything's <laughs> magic. And you're going, oh, finally, I'm enlightened. And then tick, 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 all of a sudden, you find yourself in the pumpkin again. Turn it's like, back into the pumpkin. <laughs> and there's these mice. It's like, what happened to my magic life? Well, what did happen? What happened is this. You are a multidimensional being of light. You are operating simultaneously on multi-levels. You're operating in this world and perceiving it not just in a way of logic, but also emotionally, but also spiritually, but also egoically. All these different things that you bring to your life, you experience it in different ways. So you start to go into enlightenment. You start to go into a place where you can see great success. Perhaps, for example, you are physically exercising. You're doing very, very well. Six months, you're doing well, then all of a sudden you set back or you just fall into this place again that you are not wanting to take care of yourself. Well, where did it come from? It is because, yes, you're physically exercising, but emotionally you're still at the same place. 
you're still retarded somewhere or you're still back there frozen and you've got to do the emotional work as well. It doesn't have to do with this great therap- therapy or anything. Work just means it. you get over it and stop thinking about it. Change and grow. It works in every way. You're happy. Everything's working. Everything's harmonious. All of a sudden, you have this great pullback. It's like, what happened? It is because, yes, you were going through enlightenment. Yes, you were going through a period of time where you were cognitively thinking and moving forward. So your intellect was moving. But spiritually, maybe you need to look at something else. Maybe you needed to grow. Or what can happen is that as far as set points are concerned, you begin to evolve, you begin to grow, you set a different set point. Some of it is as easy as an affirmation. When you do start to do your spiritual work, look at an affirmation of saying, I am now love, I am now present, I am now. I am now in a place of safety. I am now in this place of love and light. The past is behind me. I am healed. I am whole. Those affirmations will give you the ability to keep the set point that you need to move to the next level. Now, I really want to distinguish the fact that There is not this great big ladder that you're climbing. It is an egoic misconception that we have that we must continue to grow and change. You can see it in everything around you. You can see it in corporate America. You are the CEO. You are the vice president. You are the janitor. You are this. You are that. There's all these different labels. And you personify that. You personify it in a way of, oh, I'm a janitor. I'm this. I'm that. Or I'm a CEO. I must be better. No, you're all the same. Every human being is exactly the same love and light. Whatever egoic costume you're putting on or trying to, you're equal to everyone else. You can also see these stratifications in other ways too. Religion, oh, I'm this and so I must be going to heaven or or professions or anything that you can possibly see in life. You're trying to go into this ego and say, oh, this is different. And so there's these stratifications. Get away from that and you will know enlightenment. Stop doing that and be yourself in love and light, and you will know joy and health and happiness. So what I'm trying to say is when I talk about enlightenment and moving into set points, I'm not so much actually talking about a ladder of success. I'm actually talking about an expansion of the soul's energy that you are. I'm actually talking about you as a spiritual being of light that is expanding so rapidly at the speed of light with love and light that you are, first of all, releasing any of the old retardations or any of the old stagnations that you have emotionally, mentally, spiritually, intellectually. They are literally breaking up, much like if you had a scab on your physical body and from the inside, light was shining through it and it cracked and fell apart. That is exactly what it would look like if I could videotape what it looks like for you to grow in love and light. Whatever issues you have that has caused such wound and hurt that you have put these big blocks over like scabs, they would be falling off. They'd be removed from you. The light would then be shining from the inside out of you. So that dynamic would be a healing dynamic. Also, simultaneous to the releasing of the blocks, you would be catching up to your set point of maturity as you are now. And so you'd be going into enlightenment. You would not be coming back to this old way of doing things. So 
That's what I look at when I look at energy and enlightenment. You are a human being. There is not one thing that you have done in life that has caused pain or difficulty. It is not you to hold on to this pain and difficulty. It is up to you to process it the best you can and move through it if you want to be well. If you don't want to be well, if you want to have that trauma and that drama and you want to have whatever it is that's working for you, I bless that. that that's fine. That works for you. If you want to heal and take responsibility for it, this is a technique that you can use to bring you into a sense of awareness and light, for you to heal in the present moment, for you to bring whatever stagnation, whatever caused that, it can, like I said, it can be drugs, it can be alcohol, it can be a separation, it can be childhood rape. It can be the most abhorrent thing that you possibly can imagine that happens to a human being. But to acknowledge it and to move beyond it, to be present, will give you the path that is glorious. Instead of it being so difficult and dark and swamp-like, it will be a crystal beautiful path of light, meaning this. Whatever trauma that you endured or whatever you went through, you can, first of all, look at it in a way of transformation, but you can also, along the way, forgive those that caused the pain and hurt to you. What a beautiful gift that was for them to give to you. You don't have to talk to them. You don't have to acknowledge anything other than you forgive them. Not that they deserve it, but you forgive them because you want to heal and you rise above that level of pity. So, Yes, we have trauma. Yes, we have difficulty. But it is something that is for growth. It is something for you to move through. If you are going through this planetary existence, as far as called the planet called Earth, the school of empathy, yes, class is in session. And some of those courses can be very difficult some of the things that you're going through as far as the pain and difficulty. I'm not saying that you're here to suffer. You're not. You're actually here to get away from all suffering. You're here to know that the light of the divine creator, the source, which I like to call it, actually loves you so much that you're here to grow and learn by going through this. There's no magic keys. There's no labyrinth that you have to go through in your mind. It is just you loving yourself and having that recognition that there's a higher power, when you, when you do that, you then can look at life and say, I forgive this, and I'm grateful for this, and I'm grateful that I have this experience. Just like I said, it's the campus called Earth. And here's a newsflash. The lessons for the senior in college are far more difficult than the lessons for the second grader in elementary school. So if you are having some up or some upheavals or difficulties or problems. I understand that, but they are there because you can get through it. It is there because you draw it to you. It is there because you have these blessings in your life. It is a lot more difficult if you have perhaps children or if you have all these responsibilities. But if you had a small condo and you had a nice flower box in the window... That'd be very easy. But if you had 150 
acres out in the farm, that'd be very difficult. It'd be a lot more work. But also, you'd get a lot more harvest as well. So know that, yes, life can be difficult. I understand, but it doesn't have to be arduous. It doesn't have to be problematic. Be very zen about life. The Zen approach is that as you go through your life, it is indeed the spiritual experience that you are having. It is not in the future. It's not after death. It is not something that you're trying to attain a goal. No, you are going through life, and whatever activity you're choosing to go through is your spiritual experience. Whether you are going to the grocery store, you're thankful. Whether you are looking at your beautiful child graduating from college with such accolades and such high uh, grade, port a- grade point average, or whether you're going down to the police station to pick up your child out of jail, it is all a part of the learning experience. Very, very, very well explained. Um, I really only had one question, but you kind of you answered it. It was like, how do you know? How do we get to the point where we want to heal? You know, we always try, like you said, we drink or smoke or whatever it might be to forget about all this stuff and i don't know i guess basically what i got for it it is up to you to want to heal right and it's your choice and you could either stay drinking and smoking or you could make it a point to yourself to change so i guess the question was yeah how do you get to the point where you want to heal right yeah That's a very good question. I think that it gets to the point where you want to heal because the pain is so great. You want to heal where you may not know all the answers, but you say, this is just not working. I don't understand why it's not working, but there's something not quite working, and so you begin to seek with inside of yourself. Now, I love life, and the reason I love life is because we have freedom, and we can create our life however we want. There has been often times where you're going through your life and, and you kind of sense something's not quite right. You kind of sense that something's off, but you just keep working and keep working and keep working. You keep doing that, and all of a sudden, life kind of knocks you down a little bit. Or you could get sick, or you can get angry, and you go, this yeah. is this is not my behavior. What What's going on here? They're very lovingly, you go into your heart and your soul, and you say, I want to get better. Now, it's not just about smoking or drinking. It's about Mm. being abusive to people around you, your family or friends. And you begin to trace back, and you can pretty much discover it. You can discover where you made the decision to go into something that's injurious to you. Where is it that you decided to follow someone else's advice or heart, and you are now living those consequences? It's not hopeless, but how do you actually get out of it? Years ago, I was in the mountains, and I was at the hot springs. I was working with a gentleman, and he was about 28, 29 years old. He had a profession that he loved, but it was very physically intensive, and it had hurt his body. So as an energetic worker, I was working with him, and I was creating a sacred space around him. This man was very much in shape. He was young. So I was working with this energy, and it would not move. In other words, the stagnation of energy, that the cause and effect, whatever the dis-ease was with inside of his soul that was thus creating the dis-ease in the physical body was just simply not working. 
one of my spiritual angels, yes, one of my spiritual angels that I work with, asked me and said, ask Danny if he wants to heal. So I asked Danny, I said, do you want to heal? And he looked at me in absolute confusion and said, I, 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 I don't know, I don't know. Immediately, those angels were gone, very lovingly. It was like his angels, my angels, it was like, gone. Oh, it's like, well, then we're done here. That's somewhat like life. In other words, it happens instantly. When you want to heal, whether you're working with angels, whether you're working with light, whatever you think of as your higher power, which I would like to think of paradise and love and light, when you want to heal, they'll come in and they will heal you. But you've got to be willing to meet him halfway. You've got to be willing to just simply say, yes, I'm done. So what if um, I get all that and like say you you do accept it, you do want to heal. But I know just, you know, me, you know, my own personal life, I go back to those situations and I seem like I rehash this pain and I go through it all over again. And then, you know, I figure out, oh, I need to heal again. Why, you know, why do we go back t- to that? Because once you heal, you have to replace it with something that is better. Imagine, if you will, like when you're healing, it's like extracting darkness out of you. Whatever it is that you are doing, emotionally perturbating over the same thing over that happened to you years ago, or if you are mentally in anguish, or if you're imbalanced uh, in any level of your life, when you heal, it's like a surgery. It goes in and removes the darkness and the difficulty immediately you have to fill that up back with you with love and light. And you've got to change what it is that you're doing. In other words, the reason you keep going back is because you created it because it serves you. There is some reason that you have this behavior that's causing you ill because it serves you. It is like, oh, examples, not so much you, Ryan, because you work really hard, but I've seen people that will come up with so many excuses because they don't really want to work. And so they have all these different excuses or sicknesses or illnesses because they'd rather not work. Or the attention, people didn't get the attention, so they cause crises or difficulties because they they need this attention. Or people have no concept of love and light and what deity is, and so they cling on to erroneous concepts of a divine that is very wrathful, and they begin to perpetrate all this judgment and perpetrate this negativity against other people and interests. And when they get to the point where they go, this is not right, and it's causing such pain for myself, then there's an opportunity for them to eradicate that, release it, let it go, and fill their selves up with self-love and joy. But unfortunately, they don't. The universe doesn't really allow a void. If there's an empty space, it'll yeah. fill it. Yeah. And so, and so if you're not filling it, like you said, with maybe your own positive energy, to say for instance, then you could go back into it. Correct. Or you could go back to that situation or whatever it might be. It's like whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is. It's like if you didn't want to be with this ex-girlfriend because she was causing you all sorts of pain or difficulties, once you realize that, once you get her out of your life and all the pain that is involved, you fill it up with love and joy, and the next relationship you get involved with would have very different dynamics to it. Yeah. It'd have very different dynamics because you wouldn't be with the same kind of person over and over and over. It, it Like I said before, I think pain, this difficulty... Yes, of course, there's pain. And it'd be cruel for me to say, hey, why did you create this pain or this difficulty or this cancer? Obviously, we have pain. But 
it's like, why are you staying in the pain? And what are you looking for to remove this pain and go into enlightenment with it? So to heal yourself, to go into enlightenment, to go into the light of love of yourself, that you can actually heal. Well, we talked about that, that you can become somewhat retarded in your growth in different levels of your life. So once you start to take your self-responsibility and your healing, your loving yourself, you are snapping back like a rubber band. So you have this equilibrium, this balance with inside yourself. There are many ways of healing. There are ways that you can heal as far as like modern medicine, which I highly respect. Modern medicine is that you look at the physiology of the human body, you make diagnosis and tests, and you prescribe either pharmaceutical medication or a surgery to correct whatever issue is there. Nothing necessarily wrong with that. All right. There's therapy. There's always friends. There's your relatives that do sincerely love and care for you. There's clergy and so forth. All of these people are loving. They have the right intent. But when you look at life and you truly want to heal and grow, really, I caution you to make sure that whoever you're asking that to help you, with your healing path, make sure that you sense that they have your best interest at heart. Because there are those individuals that actually would benefit from you being ill. Now, I'm not going to go into this with any great you know, controversy or conspiracy theory, but it's interesting how much money is made out of people being ill. How much money pharmaceutical uh, companies can make from people being ill. It's interesting when you really look at who owns what and where it goes, as far as sometimes pharmaceutical companies can actually own some of the food companies that's causing illness so that they can make money. So you go into people, whatever profession, I don't care, therapists, psychics, anybody, anybody, you know, whatever you do, you can be a very corrupt individual or you can be very well-intended and healing. I don't care what you are. So it's, it's when you're trying to heal and you're trying to get better, make sure that that individual has your best interest at heart. Some of the key points here that I would like to point out is this. When you are looking at your life and you want to heal, 
look at that individual as an equal to you. They're not superior no matter what. They had a mom and dad and a birth process just like you did. And whatever title they have or whatever letters they have after their name, they're still a human being. Those that are around you that are going to make the biggest difference in your path of enlightenment and your healing are those that are supplying absolutely nothing but unconditional love to you so that you can heal yourself. There is no judgment and there is no changing. There is no changing you. It is bringing the best part of you back to life. It is usually a sense of remembering who you truly are. Now, in the general context and definition of that, it is to remember. So you're remembering, oh, I am Keith, and I am actually a, a being of God, and I'm light, and I am going to keep myself sacred. But also look at the word remember. You have become fragmented somehow, and so you are remembering. You're taking the various members of who you are, and you're sewing yourself back together. Now, later in our podcast, we're going to do a episode about soul retrieval. Shamans will take the various fragmented parts of who you are and put you back together, usually because of injury. It, it, it's, I guess, <laughs> enlightening that you say you look back and, and try to find yourself. I felt like that plenty of times, like, oh, I'm just so sad. I remember when I was happy and I was making jokes and I was clever and, you know, everything seemed to work. And now I can't even think of something funny to say and everything's sad. And I just want to go back to being who I was, you know. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, I understand that. Totally. There's not a human on the planet that doesn't go through that, right? <laughs> yeah. Not a human on the planet. Good to know. Right. Good to know. Because we are kids. I mean, we're babies and everything's fine. Everything's being taken care of. We don't have to go to work or we're, we can play. We go outside. We have to, you know, it's a beautiful life for, for most of us. Yeah. And then you get to the point where you get a little bit older. You have to go through puberty. That's an incredibly cruel period of time that sexual insecurities people have, that people yeah. that are are brutal to each other, the name-calling oh, yeah. and so forth. You don't have the maturity of the social resistance to actually put up with that, you know. So you get a little bit older, then then you want to move out, you have this adventure, you meet somebody along the way, and of course your relationship is going to be completely different because you're in love. <laughs> exactly. And, and unfortunately most of them follow that that place where you're brokenhearted, you raise yourself up again. So as you go through life, you get world-weary. You get very tired yeah. of going through life sometimes and going, okay, where is it going to happen? What's going to happen to me? And yeah, so you, like you said, you, you kind of go, where is, where's the happy joy, joy Ryan yeah. that was around? Yeah. Ryan, what's interesting is that I have known you since you were seven years old. Yeah. And as I see you now, I see you in the most spiritually developed place I've ever seen you. Thank you. I mean that. Hmm. It is that you are enlightened, that you, that, that kind of rough edge, that male, rough edge that all males go through sometimes where I'm rough and tough and might is right is now softened and it's a beautiful glow with inside your heart and your emotions and your light even you trying to help people and you're seeking and you're searching you're questioning your family upbringing and saying this is what I was taught but it's not quite me you are a beautifully enlightened being 
No. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Because I definitely went through that, the whole, you know, tough guy thing. Everything. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and of course, I mean, most, most men do. They have to prove themselves. There's that big male ego, might yeah. is right. Let's get the swords and joust and all this kind of stuff. And of course, and of course you do. And that's part of it. But then it collapses. Thank goodness it collapses. It's part of the process of evolution. Your soldier, which is might or right in competition, is going to fade away. And it doesn't die, but you evolve it. The soldier that goes into this place and says, these people are fighting. And so that that side over there is right. So I must side with them and fight to the death for this other side. That's gone. There's no more volatility. You release the soldier and in its place becomes the warrior. The warrior is a being of light and love. It is the evolution of the soldier, the volatile, testosterone, volatile man. And he becomes a gentleman, very quiet. He realizes that what he was doing is is hurting people. It can even get to the extreme of war and blood and, and so forth. Though he was fighting, he thought, for church, country, God, he actually realizes all he was fighting was the own, his own war in his head. That egoic structure follows away, and with trembling and difficulty, he rises up against it, and hopefully he can see the light. And at that point, the soldier is transformed into the warrior of light. The warrior of light is a gentle man, which is the truest definition of a man. The compassion is now exuding out of him where competition once was. As he moves through his life, he sees the same exact environment where two warring fractions are involved in a feud, a war, and violence. However, not being the soldier, being now the warrior, he does not choose a side, but he acts as a very peaceful liaison between the two warring fractions to create peace and cooperation. And Ryan, that's what you have done. Thank you so much. It's, when you say Warrior of the Light, you you recommended a book to me that was called Warrior of the Light. All right. And I love that book. I recommend it to everybody. Right. Because, like you say, we go through these periods of time, and sometimes we feel like we were wrong or we did bad, but it's all an experience, you know, to have that knowledge, like you said, instead of go right into war and fight. Now you're thinking a couple steps ahead, you know. Right. Of how actually should I handle this? And maybe war is not the right call right now. You know, maybe negotiations right now might be a better tactic, you know, per se. Right. So it hurts and it's painful to go through all of this, but it does. It gives you knowledge. It brings that light and love to you. So now you have that experience now to handle situations in or with that love and light. You know, in a different way. Correct. Yeah. And you're doing it beautifully. It's part of the process of life. It's the Thank evolution you. of life. Yeah. You are – it's a change perspective. You're no longer looking at the others out there and saying those people are wrong and we must be destroyed. You're looking at them going, they're exactly like that and they're exactly like me. They're falling in love. They're going out. They're going to the grocery store. They're farming. They're having babies. And so since I have now this new sense of empathy, I must extend it to them in so much that I – would imagine that since I don't want a bomb dropped on me, I would imagine they don't want a bomb dropped on them either. So you begin to realize that there are no borders, that there is one planet that is love and light. 
in that you would not cause pain in any way for anyone around you because you're all part of the same source of love and light. And therein lies your healing, and therein lies your maturity. So when you were out in your younger years, like we all do, you go out and you have some party and you have some fun, you have a drink here and a drink there, and it's great. And then you get to the point like you are now in your 30s, and you realize that was just a bunch of superficial nothingness, and those people meant nothing to me. (laughs) It was fun at the time. But you're growing, and it's not just about spiritual enlightenment. It is also chronological as well. Hmm. So you're not... You're, you 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 cannot go back. There is no way you can go back. The sense that I know, the knowledge that I have is this. I do know that for every question a human being can come up with, there is an answer. For every problem that you have, there is a solution. For everything that you're going through, someone else has been through or will go through, and you can help and you can move through it. And even if you're all by yourself, you can tap into your own inner strength and grow from it. We are in this world together. So no matter what or whatever difficulty it is, if, like you said, you're you're sad, okay? So experience that sadness, the opposite would be joy. If you feel like you're at exactly the end of your mental stability and the next step is that you're going to go insane, then stop everything. Yes. Stop the carousel of the co- co- I'm sorry, the cacophony of your mind. Stop it and freeze it. And realize if this is insanity, then there must be sanity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Whatever. If there's if you are dirty, then there must be clean. If you're wet, there must be dry. Whatever it is that you are involved in right now, if you're going through this insanity, you go, oh, my God. First of all, okay, so you've got insane. Well, look at your habits. How much are you spending on your phone and social media and your screen time? (laughs) We're going to do an episode on that. And, of course, we're always promoting. Please share our podcast, Medicine Words, on your social media. But there is seeming a gluttony of social media. It was a beautiful winter day out there. We could right. go out there and play in that winter snow instead of being on our social media. Take it's a picture of it. <laughs> correct. And it's like anything else you go through. It's just a matter of moderation in all things. Oh, if, I like that. Right. Yes. It's when you spend so much time on your social media and that becomes your reality, it yeah. is insanity. Yeah. If you're going to eat constantly, that's going to cause problems. It's you know, I don't drink, and I'm not saying I shouldn't, but I just never have had a tendency toward drinking. But if you do drink a little, my, my doctor told me one time. He said, "You have some bit of a cholesterol issue. Drink a glass of red wine every night before you go to bed, and you'll be fine." It's like, ugh, I couldn't stand the thought of it. And so, but <laughs> <laughs> so some people, you know, love that, but I don't. What I'm trying to say is, it was recommended by a medical doctor that yeah. I drink wine. But if I drank too much of it, of course, I'd be an alcoholic. Absolutely. So. Healthy. A few things about healthy. Let's talk about health. We're talking about wellness. We're talking about spiritual, emotional, intellectual, physical wellness. All right. I see the energy of people, and I see their light, and I see that which restricts the light can actually cause disease in the spiritual self, which can then in turn cause disease in the physical body. Now, First of all, you have to assume that you actually do want to be well. If it's working for you to be psycho or if it's working for you to be, you know, a drama queen, 
I wish you the best. And you enjoy it. And you enjoy it. That's great. (laughs) That's great. Because it actually does. Um, Good for you. If you do want to be mentally well, then first of all, you know, whether it's like spiritual well or whatever it is, and you'll be provided a way. But when you try to become mentally well, first of all, what is that exactly? Every crazy person thinks that they're mentally well. All seven and a half billion people usually think they're mentally well. They think everybody else is the crazy ones, right? Right. So it's just a it's just a a different version of the same thing. So I you're constantly hearing for I think throughout the history of human of human beings and to this day constantly, where people you look at religion and and politics. I don't get into any of that, but everybody thinks they're right. Everybody thinks that they're mentally well. You are ignorant. You are stupid. I hear the same exact conversation and same exact verbiage describing everyone else. Well, you know, I, I bless you, but you're going to hell. You know, oh, really? Okay. Or, or, or oh, this, this political person is, is wrong or oh, that political person is right. The reason you're doing that is because you lack and you do not see that the power that you seek is actually not external to you but is inherently with inside of you. It is your soul and your heart. It is light. You are seeking validation from a world outside of your heart, and that world doesn't even really acknowledge you or know you. And it is a trick that is going to harm you. It is purposely put that way to grab your attention for whatever reason it is needed. Whether it is to sell you a product, whether it is for them to make money, whether it is for them to control you, or just have their own way for whatever narcissistic, nefarious purpose it is, it is fear-based, and you should avoid it, and you should go back into your heart. Now, I use the word should kind of loosely. I don't know if there should, would, and could, but if you truly want to be well then stop listening to those that say you're not. I have a client that she has bought a couple of houses, and she's remodeled them in such a way that she is a care facilitator for older women that are going through dementia and Alzheimer's. What is interesting is this, that when they are going through the process of Alzheimer's, they're put in these homes, and all of a sudden the other physical aches and pains go away. Their back stops hurting, or their stomach digestive system corrects itself. The whole physical body is starting to heal itself, other than, of course, the sadness of dementia. Now, herein lies a theory, or maybe a point, is that the worry and concern these women had so much that brought them to the point, or men, that brought them to the point of the Alzheimer's, as the mind relaxes and stops worrying, the body is actually healing itself. Huh. That that's, is a, a, that's a great perspective. I never heard that. Right. Yeah. And that is exactly what people can do. When you relax all of your stress, when you relax all the stress that is on the media, all the stress that's going on in your mind, all the family obligations, whatever you're doing, when you relax and you remain right. in your own sense of who you are, you quiet your mind you be still and heal, then you are well. Uh, Absolutely. I know in my personal experience, when I was ready to heal and ready to move on, I guess I I always say this too. I always believe that every situation is temporary. 
And so when you're ready to change that situation, for me anyways, it felt like like a newness came over me. Mm-hmm. And so that morning, you know, when you're ready to move on, you wake up and you're driving to work or wherever you're driving to and you're like, today is full of possibilities. I can do whatever I want today. And you have right. this like newness to you. But you you don't get there until you're you're ready. You right. don't get there until you're ready to heal. And once you're ready to change that situation, that newness, I promise, it will come. And it'll feel so good, and you'll feel like you can do anything you want. And and sky's the limit. Yep, yeah. I, I've experienced that too. And and you try to stay in that mode. You try to stay yeah. in that 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 balance. It's this 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 a beautiful experience where you're going. I'm going to perpetrate this. It's like it's like the the Cinderella's coach it's like it's a beautiful experience it's magic and we're going to go with this and we're going to keep it alive as much as possible and what you've successfully done is you've removed yourself from all the obstacles and difficulties that's a beautiful experience ryan yeah absolutely that newness i wish i could feel that all the time right and i guess you can you know if you treat every day like that and you wake up every day like that absolutely and i think it also has to do with the balance project where you're using your time and so forth when we're doing this podcast i feel that way I feel very much in sync with the universe. Huh. I feel very much in sync with this is my purpose. Now, if I was a father and I was raising kids, I would be in sync with that because that's my purpose. If I was a dentist or if I was an accountant or if I was a parking lot attendant, it doesn't matter as long as I'm in my purpose. I'm doing yeah. it with, with joy and happiness and love. I feel the same way. I yes. do too. Because for me personally, it's like, well, what is my purpose? I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that or this or anything, you know? And then you're like, oh, well, for some reason, you know, people keep coming and asking my opinion or they want to talk to me or they want to tell me all their problems. And after a while, you get all this experience and you go through stuff and you can start helping people. Right. Yeah. Right. And that kind of felt like that is my path as well. Right. You know, I don't want to copycat you no 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 but that's how i truly feel too is i truly feel like i'm here to help people right right and that's exactly right it's like you are here to function and help people do things you want to do but when you talk about purpose is it that you need a purpose or is it that you want to be purposed you want to be purposed in so much that you are going through your life and you are purposed when you are yes helping someone or you could go to your hospital as a medical doctor and and do some kind of miraculous surgery and and restore someone's speech because you're a neurosurgeon and yes your purpose that's in awe but you can also that same doctor can come home and mow the backyard in his shorts and have and have that zen feeling of the earth and mowing the lawn because he's yeah. doing his very best with what he is doing yeah. It is a it is bringing to your life what you created and disregarding. So, I do see sometimes. I believe that people deep with inside of them is are, they were all inherently of God. So therefore, we're all love and light. I believe that. I do also, unfortunately, believe that people can harm each other. Yeah, I'm not ignorant. There's free will, right? Correct. So people yeah. do harm each other. But here's something that I've kind of noticed has worked for me in my life. That when I'm around someone that injures me, you know, it. you can go through a lot of complexities. You can try to figure it out. You can try to go into the psychobabble of, well, this person is a narcissist and this person is this and this person needs love and perhaps I just need to do this and do that. And you can do that for a week or two or years or whatever you need to. Here's an incredible cure for a person that is 
bothering you or injuring you, you walk away from them and never return. It's easy. You eliminate them from your life. You are gone. It's over. Now, obviously, you can't do that with your child. You can't perhaps do that <laughs> with your your family but you, or your, maybe even your coworkers. But you can do that with choices that you've made in your life with friends and so forth. If it's someone that you care about and it's someone that you want to work through these issues, then do it and grow and evolve with it. If it does get to the point where it's just causing you more inner injury and expending more energy, it is not a crime or a sin to let it go, yeah. to release it. When they do, wish them a lot of love. Wish them the energy of love and light. Seal the heel, that the big hole, and heal it and move on. Absolutely, I love that. You got, you got to, you got, to, <laughs> you got to move on. But you know, at the same time, I don't think, and I didn't know personally that you got to replace it with good energy. You just think, hey, let's just get it off my plate. Let's move forward. But you don't want to go back to that place again, right? Yeah. That is so important, Ryan. People will go through this healing process, and you've got to replace it with something else. So it's like if it is an old habit that you have, you replace it with love and light. If it's old inner dialogue that goes nowhere, replace it with better, higher dialogue. It it, it is something that you can you, you extract and immediately have to put back into light and love. There's a lot of different techniques that you can use. And first of all, all you're doing is releasing anything that isn't Ryan. That's it. That's all. Yeah. There's been ideas and things you've put into your yourself because of other people, your psyche, and so forth. Yeah. Personally, I do see divine light and guidance. I do see what I would describe as angelic beings that I work with, and I have worked with that forever. And I don't go into it too much because when I tell people that, it's not always kept in the most sacred level, yeah. and that is some of the most sacred conversation I can have. Yeah. We're going to do a uh, podcast, an episode on angels and how reverent and sacred they are. So any angel or any being that you can possibly think throughout history is still in existence and is, and is accessible to you at any time of your life. You don't have to have this miracle and see an angel. It is like, for example, if you need protection, you could go into the Archangel Michael or Ganesha or or... Shiva. Ganesha protects by releasing obstacles. Shiva protects by just beating the hell out of those that are trying to hurt you. <laughs> I like <laughs> or that. Keep them back. I like that. Michael will cut and sever with his sword any connections you've made that are injuring you, and he will shield you with his shield. Christ's consciousness will save you. You know, it doesn't matter what you deem it as because it is light. So herein lies my point. When you're talking about healing, and we're talking about extracting any of the darkness that's within inside of you, Archangel Michael would be the one to call on. Because Archangel Michael can release all the garbage and all the debris that's in your etherical plane. Yes, you do have a spiritual light being, or you are a spiritual light being, and so sometimes that can get kind of broken, and there can be debris, and you can simply ask Archangel Michael to eradicate it. That's it. Just pray. You know, in the name of whatever you believe in, that that is going to be clean. That that energy is clean for you. 
there's a lot of different ways of doing it too. I love to burn incense and I love to clean that dead energy out of me while I do that. Sometimes I don't think it's like there's one like set standard ritual, prayer, meditation, whatever. I think it's your intent that is behind it. Well, I can't wait till we have this episode on angels. Right. So I'm very curious. Like always, I got a bunch of questions for you. <laughs> Good. So, Good. You know, yes. it's interesting because I've always sensed angels and angels around me. Yeah. That's just the way it is. <clears throat> when I've traveled to other countries, it's not really that uncommon mm-hmm. for people to talk like that very openly. Yeah. Uh, not that I really care that much what people think because I honestly don't. If someone has a problem with me, it is certainly not my business. It's theirs. I get that. But it's amazing how when I'll talk about angels, they either act like I'm, oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. You know, or he's just kind of talking, okay, like he's seven or he needs to grow up. Or <laughs> They kind of think you're crazy. But then if right. you would ask them if right. they believe in angels, they'd probably be like, yeah, I do. Right. Well, then like, why do you think I'm crazy then? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right. I don't see how you cannot <laughs> believe in a higher power and get through life, but that's just me. All right, Ryan, anything else? Yes, guys. Thank you so much for all your support. Um, please continue to support us. Check out our webpage, medicinewords.net. Um, we're on social media. Our, we have a Facebook like page. We also have an Instagram. It's uh, all great now. It's, I'm drawing a blank. It's at medicinewordsheal. So, yeah, check us out on Instagram, share us, check us out on Facebook, share us. Um, we're going to do our best to get some more content up there. and Maybe we'll throw some memes up and some episodes and stuff like that. And um, we'll put all the contact information on, on where to find us on all those platforms. So, happy light and love. Perfect. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for existing. There is not a being, a person on this planet that is doing you better than you. You are so unique. You are so loved. Know that. Feel that. Understand that. Believe that, because it's true. You are an individual that is literally a part of God. Literally. You perceive yourself by the definitions and the words you use. You perceive yourself that perhaps your God is somewhere else in heaven or watching over you. You are, in actuality, God. You are a part of God. You're a part of the totality of light. Know that and believe that. Again, thank you so much for joining us in the support with absolute humble gratitude. The success that we are having here on the Medicine Word podcast is because of you. Because of your generosity and your kind words spoken, because you're sharing it with so many people, we're now at a worldwide platform, and I am so, all of us here at Medicine Words, Ryan, Tom, Wendy, Bonnie, Michael, all of us are so incredibly pleased with this. I don't equate success with money at all. What I equate success in is if our words have helped our words have alleviated the pain, perhaps from the heart, from the harm you've had. You perhaps have heard or felt something here, and it has helped you in some small way. If it has, then so be it. However, if there is something on medicine words that you can take that heals or helps you, great. 
take it. If it doesn't, simply disregard it and go on with your life. That is the true sense of peace in all things. All right, everybody. This is Keith. Again, thank you so much for being here. And again, thank you so much for being you and existing as you.